Welcome to the RAB Poetry Podcast, where we bring you the stories behind the words, where every poem has a story behind it. Our podcast is a journey through the hearts and minds of poets as we delve into the inspirations, struggles, and triumphs that fuel their work. In each episode, we'll feature a poem, sharing the underlying stories and reciting the most powerful and moving pieces. From various poems on wide variety of topics and rising poets and authors, our podcast is the perfect companion for anyone who loves poetry and the power of words. Whether you're a seasoned poetry enthusiast or just getting started, you'll find something to love on the RAB Poetry Podcast. So tune in and let the stories of our poets take you on a journey of inspiration and emotion. Listen to the REB Poetry Podcast, available on all major platforms now. Welcome back, folks. We're back again with another installment of Fandom Power. As always, it's uh, myself here with Wes and Hank. Hey. Rebelling Against on? the Galaxy. Uh, we're uh, here tonight and we're rounding out our breakdown of the Count Dooku arc from the Disney Plus series Tales of the Jedi. It's been fantastic. It has been. Oh, but, seems like uh, only yesterday. It does. <laughs> and the day before that. But before we get too far into it, it's time. Once again, for everyone's oh, favorite yeah. exercise in hilarity. <laughs> Bad Star Wars jokes. I love it every time. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from the corners of the interwebs. Uh, why is Yoda such a good gardener? Why is Yoda such a good gardener? Mm. I don't know. Why is Yoda such a good gardener? Because he has a green thumb. Oh, oh. Of course he nice. does. Of course he nice. does. No wonder. Yeah. Oh, you wonder what he's grown on Dagobah. Um, we call them. Uh, we call them uh, bad Star Wars jokes. But again, like dad Star Wars dad jokes. Star Wars <laughs> jokes. So yeah, this has been another installment of bad Star Wars jokes. Wicked. Nice. So on with our show here tonight. Uh, this one is titled "The Sith Lord." It's the fourth episode of the series, but it's the third in the arc of Count Dooku. And did you guys find it weird not doing them like chronologically speaking, like not doing like the first Ahsoka episode, then like we just arbitrarily decided, hey, there's three of us. There's three episodes per character. Let's do it that way. Does it feel right. weird? Not really. Like okay. it, it feels like a journey for dooku first yeah yeah yeah. and then we'll focus on ahsoka <clears throat> okay next. like understanding the chron like you know the chronology almost doesn't work for what we're doing because it yeah. would be disjointed for the viewer like it's it'd be meta disjointed oh <laughs> so yeah 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 we, we've taken that one level of disjointedness and and grouped them into <laughs> a know. little bit less yeah it's okay it's well, yeah streamlined. but it's yeah it's like we've re refiled the system for the podcast by putting the dooku episode so the way that we're doing it actually feels a little bit more fluid okay that's good i, I think so it was just more, so. more and, of and i also understand question. the choice of of, of feloni and company to do it chronologically on you know on air i that's how it all the, the week, i kind of wonder <laughs> like i mean for the hardcore for the hardcore fan you guys know that there's a, a watch order uh list for clone wars now yep yes like it's it's an official one Yes. I kind of wonder if there's room to slot 
these Tales of the Jedi episodes into Absolutely. the chronology, the yeah. larger chronology. The and, first and then, three are even before the first episode. Well, this is what I mean. Before like, the movie, right? The first yeah, three, yeah, half yeah, yeah. of it is before, for sure. And I'm 100% sure there is some like hardcore, hardcore fan out there who's who, already is, done it. who has already <laughs> literally slotted it in as they're making their own view. Yeah, version. yeah, yeah. It's like I need yeah. this scene here and this scene here and this scene. Right, here. right. Like the 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 like, Revenge of the Sith cut that with, was cut intercut with yeah, uh, the Order sixty season episode. seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah just yeah. like that. There's there's also a complete Order sixty six out there, including video game cuts. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good and darks. But uh, tonight our director here is Saul Ruiz, so good hands there once again. And this one was written by Dave Filoni. So the maker. No, wait, he's not the maker. The, the, the caretaker. The, the new master. The caretaker. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. caretaker. That's actually a pretty good. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's got a listed runtime of 18 minutes with credits and titles or 14 minutes and 50 seconds without. Does anybody watch them? Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, we do for the purposes of the show. Yeah. But. And now no, that there I'm, might be after credit scenes. I was going to say, Andor. unlike Andor, <laughs> uh, you can blame the Mandalorian on that. Season two, of the Mandalorian was our first one. We got that That's teaser true. for the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, That's but you can go true. back and blame Marvel for the whole thing, mm-hmm. or well, go back even I farther mean, and blame yeah. Masters of the Universe. Oh, that's, no, that's right. The Skeletor. Right. And, uh, you know, I I don't want to harp too much on this, but the, the, the Leia scene was meant to be an after credit scene for Rogue One, and they decided that that was a Marvel thing and we're not going to do it that way. But <laughs> that, that was the, the original intent was to be an after credit scene for, did, for Rogue did, One. Did Tony Gilroy uh, read his own notes on that before making Andor? <laughs> I, maybe. <laughs> or is that the art department? Could be. There you go. <laughs> they made that show. They did. They really did. We open our episode here on Coruscant at the Jedi Temple, and inside the Great Library, we find Jedi Master Dooku making his way through the stacks towards a small door. Punching in a code, he slips inside unnoticed. And take note here, it's a fairly bright depiction of the Jedi Temple. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. It's like almost hopeful. Yep. There's a long shadow though, eh? Like there it's is not a shadow being cast. It's not like the other, like the first time we see it where it's like, it's high noon, yeah. <laughs> no mm-hmm. shadows. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the opposite shadow of the, uh, of my episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's coming in from the side. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Once inside, he passes through some rows of data banks until he arrives at his destination. And once there, he punches in a code and accesses the file on Camino. He then punches in another code and erases the location of Camino from the Jedi archives using what we find out are the access codes of Master Sifo-Dyas. Sifo-Dyas. He pauses a moment before exiting the archive. Is hey, the remember first- when we uh, asked if we thought that was going to be Sifo-Dyas in the, in the casket? I do remember that from the trailer <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. This <laughs> oh, is the boy, first moment where I stood up and went, oh man, I always wanted to see that. Like we, you know. Yeah. We like presume, we assume. Absolutely, yeah. we presume. You'd be silly not to, but yeah. now it's unequivocal. Yeah, yeah. That This was the first moment of all the episodes where I went, oh, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. On his way out, uh, he nods to another passing Jedi and takes note of three more Jedi engaged in a conversation at another table. Uh, they consist of an Arconan, a Twi'lek, which could be Halen Krintu, and a Rodian, which could be Jedi Master Bola Rapol. Oh, wow. 
Nice. You did some homework. I did. Uh, Hallen Krintu made his first appearance in the Fantasy Flight Games role-playing adventure Begun the Clone Wars Have, uh-huh. uh, released back in 2019 at Gen Con. He was part of the Exploration Corps and eventually took uh, Yigen Lam as a Padawan learner. Oh, wow. The Explorer Corps was uh, basically the archaeological and research division of the Jedi Order. So, Okay, uh, that's Kind of cool. like Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's very cool. Yeah. So, it's of course, I'm just like speculating because, you know. Blue it's kind of what we do here. Yeah. Blue Twilight. <laughs> blue Twilight. Like Twilight. Talks like a blue Twilight. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, of course, one of the other guys at the table. We know it's not Uncle Gobi. So. It's probably not. But uh, Bola Ropal made his first appearance simultaneously in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the novelization and the audiobook. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he was keeper of the Kyber memory crystal, which contained the names of all the known force sensitive children in the galaxy. Oh, the kids. Yeah. The kids. Right. He would later be taken prisoner by Cad Bane and tortured to reveal that information, but defiantly refusing and it would lead to increased torture, which led to his death. Yeah. And that was in the second episode of season two of the clone wars. That's so right. we get a season two connection in your episode. Yep. We had a season three connection in your episode, Hank, that mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the Raxus thing. Yeah. But uh, back to our tale here, uh, Dooku, he approaches a gray haired woman and asks what's causing all the excitement, master Jocasta. And she relays to him that it's his apprentice Qui-Gon. He has uh, encountered a Sith Lord and relayed this information to the Jedi High Council. And Dooku asks where it took place. And she says, Tatooine, I think. Deep in the Outer Rim. I think that was it. She then goes on to mention that Qui-Gon Jinn always had such an active imagination, as did Dooku. And almost lamenting, Dooku replies that it's a quality valued less and less in these great halls. And based on this, we can safely place this scene shortly after Qui-Gon has returned from Tatooine after just meeting Anakin. Bring Anakin back to yeah. be tested. Yeah. And he's delivering yeah. the news or had just delivered the news to the council. Right. Back mm-hmm. in the Phantom Menace. Master Jocasta, uh, she's not a new character either. Uh, she was chief librarian of the Jedi archives, and we met her back in episode two, Attack of the Clones. That is correct. Where she was played by Althea McGrath. Okay. Uh, she would also appear in the Clone Wars series where she was voiced by Flo D. Ray, who returns in this episode to voice her again. Nice. Uh, the shot I have up on screen here, apparently it is very hard to come by a photo of her. This okay. is a screen cap from the Golden Girls where she played Gina. Oh, wow. Okay. So like this is going way, oh, way back. Yeah. Way, way well back. Done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We cut to another wing of the Jedi Temple and we find Qui-Gon Jinn walking with Jedi Master Yaddle. As they pass by other Jedi, they're shooting glances his way, and Qui-Gon remarks, I guess word travels fast. But Yaddle states that his statements to the Council were surprising. And as they wait by an elevator door, Dooku approaches them, having now heard his report to the Council, he asks for first-hand details. Yeah. Qui-Gon tells him that the attacker was highly trained in the Jedi arts, and Dooku asks plainly if Qui-Gon believes he was a Sith Lord. And without hesitation, he responds, yes. Yes. But Dooku ponders that the council was not eager to validate that conclusion. And he responds, no, they were not. Dooku mentions that he's been telling the council of the coming darkness for years, never to be taken seriously. But Yaddle interjects, speaking on behalf of the council, she says there's no reason to cause undue alarm. And when Dooku asks if she Hmm. doubts Qui-Gon's claim, she says she does not. But the wisdom of the council 
is to be cautious until they know more. The wisdom of the council, yeah. Yeah. The same council that uh, got everybody killed. Hubris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dooku then says, uh, Yaddle is correct about one thing. A Sith Lord is nothing to be trifled with. And leaning in, he places his hand on Qui-Gon's shoulder and tells him he will not be there to protect him. But Qui-Gon tells Dooku, you need not worry. I will be all right as Obi-Wan now fills that role. And Obi-Wan has acquitted himself quite well. Satisfied, Dooku says, that's good. And I would like to meet him one day as Qui-Gon is always singing his praises. Did we all do the, oh, you're gonna? (laughs) (laughs) Did we all say that? Oh, it's gonna happen. You'll meet him soon. Qui-Gon always spoke highly of you. That's right. That scene always amazes me that he's telling the the pure truth to to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The elevator door opens, and as Qui-Gon steps aboard, Dooku remains with Yaddle. The doors close, and looking up with concern, she asks, Dooku... Are you all right? But like a parent, Dooku remarks, they grow up so fast, our students. And Yaddle replies, yes, that is the way of things. Dooku turns to her and replies, indeed, and that he must take his leave before leaving Yaddle by the elevator. A worried look crosses her face, and we're treated to this first of many striking visuals here, uh, where Yaddle is walking towards the light, and Dooku, the dark. Oh, that's an interesting contrast, yeah. isn't it? It Beautiful. repeats yeah. throughout this episode. Yeah. Uh, so diverting nice. here a moment, though, uh, Liam Neeson has returned to voice Qui-Gon Jinn here. Yes. And uh, Yaddle is voiced by actor, director, producer Bryce Dallas Howard, who is no stranger to the Star Wars universe. Super cool. Uh, it's cool to see Liam come back. And uh, that's two Star Wars projects this year, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, so happy to see him come back nice to see him back in the role again and bryce that was a really unexpected uh unexpected casting choice if you ask me i didn't i had no yeah no idea now is that is that like is that you know say dave filoni's way of like you know saying thank you to some of the directors that have worked on other projects maybe like hey do you want to do you want to right place in the right time too? yeah like or maybe she's just been like, yeah. you know, I like it. I want to do more. It could be that simple. Sure. Harrison Ford is a carpenter on the set. I need you to read yeah. some lines for me, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, really? Yep. We finally get our uh, episode logo and title, and this leads us forward to another time jump. Uh, and we see then uh, we are back on Coruscant again, but this time the dark skies have overtaken the temple and oh, yeah. only a small section of light is still shining. Yeah. Through. Uh, inside, we find Dooku standing in front of a wide, twisting tree. And as he stands alone, Master Yaddle approaches from behind. And with a look of sorrow on her face, she looks down on him. But he senses her presence, and he tells her that he used to bring Qui-Gon here when he was a boy. Having been born on Coruscant, a planet of steel and stone, he'd never seen anything like it. And Yaddle tells him that the council is preparing to leave, as the funeral will be held on Naboo. Not lost on me that the tree is losing leaves it as is. they're talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. The uh, literal fall, if yes. you will. Yeah. 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 It also speaks to the, I mean, the, the death of Qui-Gon itself. Yeah. And the tree, you know, symbolically, it's not, I mean, it, maybe it's dying. I don't know. Um, but the, the loss of leaves sort of uh, uh, dramatically sort of mirrors that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's the cycle of life, really, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. 
but Dooku, he tells her that uh, he wouldn't be pleasant company. And she asks if he holds the council accountable for Qui-Gon's fate. But he turns and replies that Qui-Gon is gone with the force now. It's time to let him go. And with that, he strides up the stairs past her. But she asks, and you can do this? Dooku pauses a moment and coldly he replies, What choice have I? Hands behind his back, he strides away, leaving Yaddle in the courtyard. Later on, we will find him in a hangar, uh, moving towards uh, a ship as an R4 model droid and a protocol droid about their business. And I'm thinking this might be a reuse of the droids we saw in the first Uh, episode. It very well could be. The animation assets would obviously be reused, but, you know. It's cool that they it mirrors the uh, the R two three PO the dynamic you know, that, there that, yeah that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah without going there as the hangar door opens a launch pad slides out and Dooku boards a DC zero zero five two speeder mm-hmm. and lifts off heading out towards a tall cluster of buildings we get the same so like it's not lost on me that we've get we're getting the same musical cues yep that we got in revenge of the Sith. Like this is the same music that sort of played that the overtones of when Anakin rushed to the Senate, uh, to, uh, yeah, to the Senate to, uh, intervene on behalf of Palpatine. Yep. The same uh, takes the same car. <clears throat> yep. That's right. So moments later, a second ship follows out, but yeah. uh, let's dial in on that ship for a second. Oh, sure. Uh, the DC 0052 speeder, which made its first appearance. Oh, there we go. Sorry. In Revenge of the Sith. Sorry, I got ahead of you there. Uh, it was part of a fleet of 16 that they were maintained by the Jedi High Council, and they used them as personal transport all over the galactic capital. Uh, this ship would also appear multiple times in the Clone Wars series. Yeah. But in that second ship, we find that it's Yaddle at the controls, and uh, she follows Dooku at a distance as he crosses the cityscape. Eventually, he comes to a seemingly abandoned section of the planet with buildings in various state of neglect. A long door opens like a sharp-toothed smile as Dooku's speeder enters. Yaddle lands her ship on the walkway above. Glancing down, she sees the cockpit of Dooku's ship open, and she quickly powers hers down to avoid detection. Leaping from her ship, she hurries forward towards that door. Now, are we saying that this is the same building um, when Dooku takes the plans to the Death Star? I will take these to my master on Coruscant. 100%. Yeah. This would be like his meeting place to go meet. Yeah. Yeah. Inside, uh, Dooku approaches a hooded figure, and we recognize this as Darth Sidious, who is being voiced by Ian McDermott. So another returning cast member. Nice to see uh, some of the uh, originals come back. Mm. Dooku tells Sidious he's gone too far, but playing coy, Sidious replies, I don't know what you mean. And Dooku snaps at him, Qui-Gon Jinn, you allowed Maul to kill him. But Sidious shoots back, you lost an apprentice and so did I, all in the service of our greater goals. Sidious walks further into the shadowy hangar and Dooku follows, and we see Yaddle peering from behind a ship. It, there's a line here where Asidia says, "You lost an apprentice, and so did I." Yeah. Does that insinuate that he's not he's not Darth Tyrannus yet? No, he is not. Right. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, he's I would, not. I would state that we're going to see that momentarily. But this is what I was getting at in in, uh, in the last episode when I when I said Hank that I I wanted to see more of this. How did they get connected? Because yeah. now it's just mm. oh, we know they're connected. So that that question is still looming. Like, how did they get connected? Yeah. But Sidious continues, uh, the galaxy will not be remade without sacrifice. 
But Dooku contests that Qui-Gon could have been a powerful ally. A powerful ally. Another legacy line, right? But Sidious retorts, for you, perhaps. And Dooku asks if Sidious questions his loyalty. And he bluntly tells Dooku, always. I like that. Yeah. So. I actually quite quite enjoyed that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. kind of what I do. But uh, Dooku relays that he's done everything that's been asked. And Sidious says he'll ask him to do more if they're to succeed. And then lamenting Dooku, he says, Sifo-Dyas, Camino, the clones. I have betrayed everyone and everything I know. But as Yaddle listens in from behind the ship, Sidious tells him, no, you have been loyal to a greater cause. But turning away from Sidious, Dooku questions how many have died as a result of his actions. Mm. And Sidious tells him, such is the price of freedom. And having heard enough, Yaddle steps out and says, no, this ends here, Sith Lord. Kind of reminiscent of uh, what Mace said when they went to arrest him. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This ends now. But uh, Sidious ponders, so I have been betrayed. But Dooku says, no. And he steps forward, placing himself between Yaddle and the Sith Lord. Again, we're treated to that representation of Yaddle on the light side, Dooku Sidious. on the dark, yeah. and him watching. And Yaddle implores Dooku to side with her. Whatever his crimes were, he can still make the right choice now. But Dooku, he questions, you heard. You know. Yeah. And Yaddle tells him it doesn't matter. But like that devilish side of his conscience, Sidious tells him not to believe her. Yeah. And Yaddle continues, whatever lies he's told you, whatever you have done, you can make up for it now by bringing him to justice. But again, that devil on his shoulder speaks, telling him, to remember what he told Sidious. Yeah. How the Jedi blindly serve a corrupt Senate fails the Republic it represents. And Yaddle looks down as she contemplates this, like she's contemplating his mindset, right? I'm watching this and I'm listening to the line and I'm thinking, you know, in the internal monologue in Sidious's head right now is <laughs> more than likely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's just talked about yeah. his own, like it's me. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. But uh, Sidious, he then lays it all out. You want to prove your loyalty? Kill her. And uh, looking from Sidious to Yaddle, she makes one last plea telling him there is still a chance to make things right. But Dooku tells her he's afraid. And she says, I know you are. But his choice made, Dooku gravely states, I'm afraid it is too late. And with that, he ignites his saber. And Yaddle says no. This is one thing that, uh, I mean, th- this is a big one in the sense that uh, what's about to happen next is a is an outright retconning of uh, the previous uh, recounting of uh, what happened to Yaddle. But one thing that does remain the same is that her giving up her seat on the council because she she agreed with him. Yeah. She actually, so no, no surprise that they use Mm. her she was his best chance at redemption i'm gonna say it's not an out and out retconning you know we'll we'll get to that at the end sure yeah uh, and that that actually occurred uh pre-disney so complete legends uh i'm not disputing that i'm just saying that that just it's uh it's a depending on uh you know it's a different yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah as she says, no, Dooku, he charges forward, 
and Yaddle ignites her blade, and the two trade strikes. She blocks his attack as she backs forward towards that hangar door. Dodging, she leaps away as Sidious watches on, and leaping off the side of the ship, she attacks and then disappears again. Dooku listens and begins to search. Yaddle's voice echoes through the, the hangar. I am on your side, Dooku. I stepped down from my position on the council. You were right about so many things. The council should have listened. Igon did not have to die. And with that, Dooku pauses a moment before he force pushes the shuttle out of the way, revealing her position. He rushes forward, striking downward again and again. And Yaddle continues blocking and retreating before finally flipping backwards to the serrated hangar door. She looks to her ship and then back to Dooku, who continues to advance. And Dooku asks if she's running back to her council. But Yaddle retorts, it is you who has run. It was a pretty sinister delivery, too. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But she retorts, it is you who has run, Dooku, into the arms of evil. And they continue to duel, trading saber strikes. But Dooku knocks her back, gaining a momentary advantage, and uses the force to release the hangar door. And it crashes down on top of Yaddle. Uh, this, as grim as it is, I had a, for a brief second, I'm like, if I was Sidious and I was watching this play out, I'd be like, Whoop, and I would have maybe dropped the door myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know it doesn't lend itself dramatically to what, uh, mm. to Dooku's story, but it's like, if you want to just get rid of her, oh, they're fighting each other. They won't notice when I do this. <laughs> I think that's the, the point is that he could just get rid of her. Yes, but this yeah. is this is yeah. this is a rite of passage for Tyrannus. Yeah, I, I yes. would say this almost mirrors the same thing on the uh, the ship when Anakin oh, yeah. finishes Dooku off. Sure, oh, he yeah. could get out of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. out of his binding and do what he needs to do, but but he's forcing Dooku's hand here, right? Well, I mean, it solidifies he, the. He's uh, pushed him so far to the edge. Now it's just a matter of waiting to see if he'll cross. Now I've got the next one. Yeah. Yeah. But Sidious, he steps forward, telling his, uh, telling a winded Dooku, you have done well, my apprentice. Rise, my friend. And Dooku calls him master. Yeah. But suddenly the bay door opens and Sidious cowers from the beams of sunlight streaming through. Yaddle stands, pushing the door upwards with the force. She grits her teeth and shakes and falls forward into the hangar as the door crashes back down behind her. She tries to get up, but falls back down again. And Dooku walks towards her. And again, she tries to get up. He tells her all he wanted was to bring peace and order to the galaxy. But she fires back at him. Already so many have suffered for what you call order. And coldly he says, Let me give you peace, Master yep. And as his blade ignites, illuminating her face, he raises it and strikes down, killing Yaddle. Retracting his saber, he looks down at the fallen Jedi with a hint of remorse, and this action is basically cementing his turn to the dark side. Yeah. While behind him, Sidious looks on with a triumphant smile. We fade to black, and the episode ends. He got a new Timmy. He does. Yeah. But I, I, I equate the look on his face there. Oh yeah. To the same one Anakin has after he kills Dooku. Like, what, what, have, I I done? Done? what have I done? What have I done? Yeah. Like he has yeah. just yeah. slain one of his allies yeah hmm. but that is the catchphrase of every new sith i probably probably what have i done? what have i done <laughs> yeah. you know, 
Maybe. What have I done? But uh, this officially settles the debate on Yaddle's death. Sure, sure. Uh, it was originally portrayed in Legends in the 2003 Scholastic novel Jedi Quest, The Shadow Trap, written by Jude Watson, uh, set 26 BBY. This is the sixth book in the series, and it tells the tales of Obi-Wan and Anakin. And in this particular one, along with Yaddle, they're sent to a planet of Mawan, and they're trying to restore peace to the lawless planet. And Yaddle would sacrifice her life by using the force to absorb a bioweapon released by Granta Omega. Right. And in doing so, she saved the city of Natan. She was 483 years old at the time of that death. Yeah. 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 But since she never appeared in the Clone Wars. And in the series, you mean? Uh, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Sorry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she didn't appear. She, all she appeared in was the Phantom Menace. That's correct. And then referenced later on. Yeah, she was a council member in a in yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, so her she, absence is explained no matter which way you look at whichever it. Whichever way you look at yeah. it, this is just the official. That's an interesting one. way of looking at that too, right? Like, like, if, like this took place in the Legends era, so they didn't sure. have to accept it. No, no. But either way, she's now she's got her final. She's gone. Ending. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. Do we need to comment on her her speech? Um, <laughs> we can. So th- this has been a thing, right, with the amongst the the fandom about uh, does this answer the question about Yoda's uh, bizarre dialect? I, I read something somewhere that her speaking this way yeah. and Yoda speaking the way he does is only because that is the way his master taught him. I think I read the same thing or something similar. Do you have a thought on that, Hank? Well, just, you know, he's much older, twice as old. And perhaps, you know, they don't really get into it in the uh, the High Republic, but he, he's already 300 there. So yeah. perhaps at some point, you know, maybe that was common uh, speaking patterns. Maybe. Uh, you know, a, a t- you know, like things evolve over 500 years. Of course they do. Uh, yeah. Like look at, look at English 500 years ago. F's were S's and, and right, stuff, right, right. You know, right. So we uh, might be very gentlemen. We might be on the verge of getting it though. Right. Cause like we sure. haven't exactly found out when it, that species starts vocalizing. We don't know. Yeah. And right. I mean, with, when uh, we finally with hear Grogu's first word, is mm. he going to sound like Din Djarin? That's a very interesting, well, nature versus nurture, right. Yeah. And that whole thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to touch on that while we're on the subject? Sure. Are we going to go so far as to suggest the parentage of a uh, little uh, Grogu? I'm not. I'm not ready 100%. to. I'm not ready to throw into that camp either. No. But there, there is a there is a segment of the of the fandom that, that uh, Yaddle had a thing. Sure, for that it's Yoda and Yaddle's progeny. Hmm. She had a thing for I'm, older men. I said this a long time ago. Older men. Maybe the first time we were we did a podcast involving yeah. Rogu like when we when we didn't know what to call him, but baby Yoda. Yep. And I still I am still firmly in the camp that he's a clone. That is the I mean, I know he's major... I know I know he's his own uh being and stuff, but I'm still sort yeah. of still firmly in the camp that the the good guys were tinkering with the same thing the bad guys were. That's entirely possible too, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. It was more of a curiosity question than anything else. Yeah, yeah. That could be revealed down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we will cover in another episode. Yes, we will. <laughs> when we get to it. Right, that's all I got for this one. Oh, well, it was good. So, I mean, the whole uh, the whole breaking down into two separate arcs 
I think we did the right thing. I think so. Yeah. Is this arc like you're basically watching him fall each episode? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's on that deeper edge and, and falling yeah. farther. As we go, yeah. as we go back and we look at all three episodes as sort of now the, the complete arc. I mean, is there, I mean, I know I just said I would like to see more of the, the relationship between him and Sidious and how they got connected, but do we feel like it was a satisfying, uh, satisfying ride with these three episodes? I think so. Yeah, I mean, there were pieces of the story. The character. Yeah, exactly. Pieces of the story that I didn't know I need told, and that's always fun. Fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. To I get uh, new, uh, actually not new information, but... Uh, new perspective. Right, yeah. Information painted differently is always, you know, and that's becoming a hallmark of the new Star Wars, which is sort of like uh, from a certain point of view. Uh, right. like literally we're getting new light shone on old things that, that completely reinterpret your ver version of how we grew up with things, which is kind of cool actually. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I've enjoyed it thoroughly and I know, uh, we're, we get a chance to do this one more time. Well, three more times. Cause we're going to come back and we're going to do the, uh, the Ahsoka arc or maybe mm -hmm. we've already done it depending on when you're catching these episodes mm. either way um we will be back um as we do uh, have more to cover and as we've mentioned before the mandalorian's coming back in the new year oh um yeah and if you haven't done it yet folks if you're not subscribed go subscribe oh yeah go do like it. and subscribe the page and find that video the contest video for the drive to two well drive to oh, 200 yeah. now yeah the 100 still get giveaway I know yep, where he is. True. The first I mean, I tier is, is unlocked. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got, I've got my clone here. The clone trooper tier uh, is unlocked. Yeah. So this, this officially is up for grabs uh, to one lucky subscriber uh, when you subscribe to the channel and comment on the 100 subscriber video. If we get to 200 subscribers by December 31st, that General Grievous uh, Black Series action figure is also going to be up for grabs. Um, ideally what I'd like to do is I, I would like to do it as a, as a live video. We will definitely do it as a video. It'll be hundred percent transparent. So everybody who qualifies based on the criteria that is in the hundred subscriber video, we will have all of that for you plainly on screen for everyone to see. And, uh, we will give it away, uh, in a video, in a, in a draw. Yeah. And if you're already subscribed, you're already halfway there. Just go. That's right. And comment there. on the video. Go to the video. Yeah. Your comment can be X. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Hey, speaking of comments, guys, if you do like what we do, even if you don't like what we're doing, please leave a thumbs up on this video and tell YouTube that it's uh, uh, that that it matters so that uh, we can help help uh, boost that algorithm so that our stuff comes up a little bit more frequently as recommended content for people who do like this kind of stuff. Tell your friends, tell your parents. Tell your kids, tell your grandkids. We do bar mitzvahs and weddings. <laughs> tell all of your uh, your burner accounts too. <laughs> yeah. When you're all visiting these... your grandparents, go grab their yeah. tablets. Yeah, or set up an account for them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shameless promotion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think uh, I guess that's it. Then. I think that covers it for tonight. All right. Well. <laughs> Listen, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, and do catch us on the next one because we'll be back soon with a, another video. So we'll catch you then. But bye for now, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. 
Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production. Is this where you get it? I think so. We're good. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Sort of window. Window. No my window. I can't say window. I say Maze window. flew out the window. Your window of opportunity. Your window of opportunity. That's nice.